episode number 173, up to speed with GM Authority. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. And we have with us a special guest in the studio. Special guest. What's your name? Uh, Manny Katakis. Not the first time you've been here in the studio with us. Very happy to be back, guys. Manny here. uh, Glad to have you. From GM Authority. Um... Awesome, awesome person to have and talk with us about several different things this week. Not only Camaro, but GM and, and so on. So this is going to be a great show, guys. Great show. What, what are the, we going to talk about? Well, the show actually started over two hours ago. We just didn't, <laughs> we, we just weren't recording it. Well, we were we were priming. Yeah, that's right. We were we priming. Were, yeah, this is an actually this is an episode of Gears and Beers in Disguise. Oh, <laughs> pretty oh, much. Yes. Yeah, th- yeah, there's a slight reference to our previous uh, podcast episode where I interviewed Al, who's who's a big fan of the ill-fated Gears and Beers show that only Chris, what we do five episodes and something on like YouTube, that. and that was it. And yeah. each episode got like a hundred views, and and that's it. So but, and, uh, and and to. To throw back to that, I'm going to say right now, um, Manny brought over some some fine, outstanding brews here that we are um, enjoying. I have, to, I have to enjoying. So we started with with our very own Michigan's Bell's 30th anniversary cherry stout. Mm. It was wonderful. Chocolate cherry pie. Wonderful. Chocolate cherry. And then, and then we moved on to um, well, we you know Old Nations. Green Stone. I, now, you are participating in some M43. Am, am I right? Yes, indeed I am. In fact, it's not just any M43. It's the M43 that none other than Al Oppenheiser Ooh, himself gave oh, me. Oh, wow. So from his personal stash, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's right. This was this was in, in Al's garage. So not that I regret I the decision to get the Green Stone, because I, I don't think you've had it either. I haven't it's had wo- it. It's, it's wonderful. It's really good. I, I passed... Uh, I pass by an, an availability of M43, which is apparently like it's just really hard to get these days. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but it used to be you can get it anywhere in Michigan that ha- that carried it. It was there. Yeah, and then so um, people realized it's good. And I think, oh, what what is it now? You can get Cigar City Brewing here. You, I saw yes. the, the Yaylai Pale Ale. Yeah, Yaylai, yes, that's one of my favorite. Uh, that's one of my favorite ones. Yep, uh, which is also on tap at the beer beer cellar here in Tennessee. Mm. Beauty. Well, you're that much closer. Come on down, Manny. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously, come on down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, yeah. And they, but they had another one. It was, uh, it was like a, it was, a, it was a Yaelai, but it was like a, 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 an oak or white oak aged barrel Yaelai. I, I, I really? Know. Yeah. Never heard of that one. I bet you that's pretty good. I, I'll probably go pick it up on the way back home. Just Cigar, to, just Cigar City is is uh, a lot of people are very Tampa, happy. Right? Uh, yeah, Tampa. I've actually been there. Um. It's it's a very dog friendly uh, brewery. They actually sell like oh, dog that's toys. That's a bonus right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no food. There's a food truck outside, and uh, I advise like if you're if you're going to make an occasion to go to Tampa, go during the Gasparilla Festival. It is the biggest parade I've ever seen in my life. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. P- very pirate themed. You get you get why Tampa Bay Buccaneers got their name for okay. sure. Okay. Oh, you go. that's cool. That's cool. There you go. So, so we're, yeah, we're we're gonna we're so gonna consume some 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 fine outstanding brews and, and yes and, and talk consume some conversation yes yeah yeah well yeah because I'm after the M forty three I had two and a half all day IPAs <laughs> um yeah so let's start about let's let's do a recap on um Camaro Fest you did some pretty outstanding interviews. That you sent me last week, so I, I gotta I gotta tip my hat to you because those are pretty good, man. Those are pretty good. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I wished I could have gone back a second night, but I was unable to. Um, I mentioned before I'm I'm a volunteer for the Tennessee State Guard, and we had a dr- had a drill the next morning, and by the time I was done, I was I was cashed, so I I did not go back. So I'm glad I got the the interviews yeah. oh, yeah. the night before the event, and yeah, I was really happy to to. Well, first of all, let's talk about Scott Settlemeyer. Yeah. I was extremely happy to run into him. He's been a friend 
of ours since 1998, mm-hmm. so 20 years. Yep. Okay, and uh, and it was good to see him because he he's right. He had a health scare, and he looked like a million bucks. He looked as good as he did 10 years ago, and he's happy and he's healthy and and his mom is still doing great. Wow. Elaine Settlemeyer is wow. I think he said 92 or 93 years old, and she still drives a Camaro every day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So it was it was just good to catch up with my friend. He is my friend yeah. and that's 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 no joke. We've been friends for a long time. Um and that was a little we, more loose-lipped, I would say that now that he's retired, um Scott he um he kind of let loose a little bit there. Yeah, and it's that's actually nothing new for him, but most of the time it was in private. A, a secret <laughs> that was just between us. Yeah. I mean, he he told us about things that we could not repeat for years. Years. Uh, but now he's like, what are they going to do? <laughs> they could, Fire they me. Could, they could do things. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he still knows where to draw the line. Yeah. But uh, he also knows that he doesn't care as much as he used to. Yeah. But it was good to see him. Um, I, I wanted to get another interview with Mike Lee, but uh, the clock was ticking. And since we had him on the show, what, two episodes ago, right? That's correct. But I did get a chance to have a great interview with Joe Bella. And Joe is a, is a driving force to this event. And I think that if I were to bet money on it being back in Bowling Green again next year, I think I'd win. It sounds like they they have a great turnout for Bowling Green. So why wouldn't they? What What do you think makes Bowling Green appealing? Is it the centralized location I nationally? Think so. I think so. I, I, I think it's not. I think that's number one. Number two is that there's a racetrack and there's plenty of hotels, plenty of bars, plenty of places to eat. It's 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 just got everything that people need. Where like, I'll, if the host hotel sells out, it's not a big deal because there's another hotel right next to it right. within walking distance. What about if they did it at like M1 Concourse or something in Pontiac? It's not centrally located enough to people in the south. Is there the lots south. of hotels around there? It's Pontiac, man. Yeah. You're next to Troy. You're next to Rochester. You can stay in Detroit and still be only 35, 40 minutes away. Well, I mean, they were they had the the the, the Corvette Museum or what was it? The Corvette mm-hmm. Track or whatever. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. yeah the MCM, MCM Motorsports yes. Park. Yeah. Plus Beach Bend because they're drag Plus racing, autocrossing, and um, and then the the road racing. Plus, weather is a tad more stable than Michigan. You'd have to go for a drag strip out here. You'd have to go way to either to Milan, Milan or, or Lapeer. Le, Lapeer one thirty one. Lapeer's a. Ch- well, I heard uh, they actually they got they got they have new owners. Wow. Yeah, then they're 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 spending a couple mil to to uh, no resurface way. the track. Yes. Wow. To 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 what fix about, the track is up. Ubley still around? Yeah, Ubley's still around. Is Ubley still? I loved racing at Ubley. Yeah, but it's so far. <laughs> it's way up there. Yeah, it's like uh, the only reason you're in Ubley is to go to Port Austin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I ran some good times there on nitrous there. Yeah. So I, I heard some unofficial numbers. I don't know what the official numbers are. We haven't received that yet. I'm hearing north north of 1,200 cars in attendance. Um, that would smash any Camaro attendance records. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember back in the day when we would have huge Camaro <laughs> events and there would be like 500 cars. And Scott would say, hey, if you got 1,000 cars here, I'd quit smoking. <laughs> Well, he quit smoking several years ago. Yeah. But we, hey, Scott, we finally did it. Yeah. Well, not we, but they, we, we as the Camaro consensus finally did it. Yeah. That, that's crazy. So maybe you should that's take crazy. up smoking again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he'll just, he'll just look at, he, if he's, if he's listening to this, which he probably is, he'll, he's just looking and shaking his head right now. So we'll wait to hear from Joe for the, for the official numbers. Yeah, yep. they've they've already announced they are doing a Camaro Fest next year. Mm-hmm. They yep, just haven't right. announced that it's going to be in Bowling Green, which I'm guessing it probably will. I mean, they went from they went Georgia and then they went they Indy? went Indy and then, then they went Tex. No wait, they went Texas, 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 Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix in there. Yeah, I don't remember. And then Bowling Green again. And then they said, hey, this is home. I'm going to be a very strong advocate and uh, rally to have it back in Bowling Green. Uh, I know some of the West again, Coast people are like, where, hey, hey, where, hey. Where, where's, uh, where's Lucas Oil Speedway? Indy. It's Indy? Yep. Yeah. Is that where they did? They did the second one, I think, in Indy. I, I got to think Lucas that it's kind of yep. beyond the um, – yep. it's, it's not exactly cool. cost-effective, though. Yeah, I can imagine a place like that. Yeah, it's probably more expensive. 
way, way. It was expensive. easier, easy to get to Indy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All roads. Yeah. Go through. Oh, you know what? I almost forgot. Going back to Settlemeyer, one of the things that he dropped that was among a couple of things that made me speechless, which is hard to do, is that he said that when, when they released the fifth gen, Chris, you and I knew that they were working on the sixth gen, but they were. We didn't know until Scott mentioned it, that they were also working on the seventh gen. Mm-hmm. So, that being the case, uh, can you? We're we're looking at record attendance for a Camaro event in this Mm -hmm. and and you're looking back at the Camaro six reveal and how it was capped and it was very hard to get into if you were late. Right. Oh yeah. And, and, and that filled up almost immediately. Oh, it did. Yeah. Can you imagine if, if Chevrolet did a seventh gen Camaro event and didn't put a cap on the attendance, what sort of turnout would you get for that? Oh, it would be crazy. It would be, it would be the biggest, it would be a major record. I would I would imagine that you know because they did send quite a few people from Chevrolet to Camaro Fest mm-hmm. that they um they took notice of the attendance that mm-hmm. would make sense they took um, notice and said hey wow I, yeah I bet you we could do something pretty mm-hmm. freaking huge here in Detroit I think I think they could <laughs> I think they should that would be awesome <laughs> I but I don't know if Belle Isle would be able to facilitate it no like that that the paddock is just too small you would have to. Yeah. Uh, quite literally, like park the cars all the, around the island, mm-hmm. or like open up the grass fields. And I'm, I'm not a fan of parking on the grass like no. that, ruining the turf and everything. Um, the, yeah, I, M M1 isn't much bigger of a facility. Like you would, what are you gonna do? It I'm gonna put it on Black Lake, and put it, <laughs> do the reveal. No, they on, can't do that. Well, they could. It's a matter of <laughs> yeah, if they it'd wanted be, to. It would be logistically hard it would because be, they have would, to keep testing and they have well, to they, move everything out. It would be hard. Well, if you did it on a Saturday or something, you put everything mm-hmm. in the garage and yeah. drive out to Black Lake. and You've got a square mile to work with of parking space. That'd be huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. I wouldn't put it past them. But. Oh, there, there's, there's some... There's some uh, there's some good minds uh, over there that are very passionate, and I think that they can want to they want to put something like yeah. that together. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of like who's who's willing to give them the nod and who's not. Mm-hmm. It could happen. So that means that they're already working on the eighth. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, when I talked to L um, at the sixth gen reveal when we were driving the cars i i got him in an interview for the podcast i said when did you guys start working on the sixth gen and he said i think it was basically right after the fifth gen was released yeah. they started working on the sixth gen yep. mm-hmm. it's like wow yeah wow that well it's the the way the cadence goes is like when the the car is revealed like it's out of the oven basically you know, you've yeah. got you've got a few things to finish up, mileage, validation, like in certain validations, fuel economy, horsepower, final numbers, and things like that. But for the most part, that's the car's done. That that stuff is baked in. That stuff is done. It's and just then, enhancements at that point. Well, and just it, and also just kind of fine tooth combing everything. Uh, mm-hmm. You're 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 definitely like there's there's people. Um, you know, that make up a large amount of the team already working on the next thing because their job in the early stages is, 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 has been done a long time ago. Think about vehicle design. You know, you're, there are designers already, you know, working on stuff that's like six years ahead. Wow. If you think about it. And, you know, there are guys that are working on architectural math and there are guys that are working on the business case of it all. And all of that has to formulate and come together, you know, in a in a very fail safe manner, and to the point where, you know, several years down the road, it comes out to be a finished product at an auto auto show. Mm-hmm. And then a few months later, everyone gets to drive it. Yep. it. Takes a long time, but there are people that are basically constantly looking into crystal balls, and they just are reading into what the future is, you know, what their interpretation of the future is supposed to be. And they are working on on that, you know, kind of around the clock, where every where they're just constantly looking that far ahead, and they're not really looking in the present anymore. They can't. They probably look at everything on the road and they just be like, "Ah, oh, this is really old." 
compared to what I'm working on. Yeah. Right. So like 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 Scott alluded to the fact. Well, he didn't allude. I mean, he's he straight up said they're working on seventh and eighth gen mm-hmm. right now at Camaro. I I I would like to see what entails eighth gen seventh gen is. <laughs> It might just be just scribbles, you know, but well, de- they're still de- de- definitely, you know, design work, the yeah. very least, and de- and definitely trying to figure out like if if they can pay. F- I don't know if it's that far ahead to where we can actually pay for it or not, or, or not we they if they could pay for it. Um, but but seventh seventh gen is a lot more baked in at this point. It you mm-hmm. know only a matter of time, a couple years, I want to say. You know, let let the refresh uh, come out. We'll see if that schedule gets accelerated or not, based on response on on the design. Okay. Um, and then you know, going from there, hmm. you know, who knows who knows what seventh gen is going to have. You know, are they going to have a thousand horsepower? They're going to have electrification. I personally think that, you know, like, like an electric Camaro. Like, who who is that for? Who's buying an ele- who's buying an Amer- uh, a Camaro for the electricity? <laughs> but who's I mean, buying a Camaro for the power? The electric Camaro for the power. Look well, at Tesla. Exactly. Look at te- you really think they're the same customers though? Huh. Uh, look at Tesla. Look at my Tesla, bro. Look at my panel gaps, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't think a Camaro owner, electric Camaro buyer, gives a damn about what Tesla thinks. I. I don't. I don't think a, a Tesla buyer is ever going to cross shop of Camaro. No, no. I, I think. No. I, I think you can do an electric rear wheel drive performance car. I think to call it a Camaro is odd. And I. I actually did an editorial on Gene yeah. Authority with this. Um, I was like, come up with another name, guys. Like, yeah, for, you know. But Chevelle. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, look, look, look what wait, Chevrolet's doing with, with, with Volt and Bolt, and just wait till they have Dolt and you know. Chevolt. Chevolt, huh? Yeah, they're really bad. It's so, yeah. It, it just where is the marketing people being like, guys? Can you not? <laughs> this is a bad idea. Volt and Bolt. What did you say? Did you say Volt? Did you say Bolt? Well, actually, oh yeah. Dealer slaps the hood on the car. Oh, this Chevy Volt can 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 have. 238 miles range. I'm sorry. Did you say Volt or Bolt? This Bolt. <laughs> this well, Bolt. I mean, we, we talked about the back when the, when the Bolt name came out. It's, it's like, horrible. It's, it's such a such a misstep. And it, you know, and that kind of, and then they brought Blazer back and they made it a unibody crossover and it's just absolutely nothing, uh, you know, to form of the original where that was a Bronco rival. It was a body on frame SUV, fairly rugged, and also like a, a great investment if you held on to one. Uh-huh. They're going for a hundred grand, easy. Really? What is? Yes, yeah, yeah. No, what is? K five Bla- K five Blazer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, because you have a high riding, you know, open top convertible like SUV. Like it just, it looks awesome. It's brilliant. Now I'm not saying that we need to bring back that that the that the world needs something like that again or or, or anything like sure, that. But sure. what I'm saying is like, you know, Blazer was sort of you know I had two of them and they were both the body on frame uh, mm-hmm. SUVs. Like I had a '93 and a '97. Those are my first cars. So the name, I, maybe I'm biased. The name is very dear to my heart. And then it just comes out and it's just like, oh, here's this Camaro-esque uh, crossover, and we hope that you you kind of like look past. Um, the sort of, you know, yeah, been there, done that powertrain and, you mm-hmm. know, seen it before interior. I think it looks pretty freaking hot, dude. Actually, the interior is, <laughs> the interior is fairly Camaro-esque. The interior looks good. It does look good. But why'd you call it Blazer? Yeah. that And that's the thing. It's like, they, I, I'm sure, Something like, that, yeah. the, the vehicle, like, in and by itself is going to sell well and it looks good. But why'd you call it Blazer? It's just lazy. Yeah. It's lazy. What like what, what what? Come up with another name, Chevelle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jason. You Chevelle, know what? Dude. We, we should have just called this really episode this. We should have just called it Chevelle Show. Yeah, Chevelle Show, Chevelle Show. Chevelle show. <laughs> Bring your kids. 
<laughs> wow. Yes. All of that. So this this episode is we're, we're going to be covering be a random. lot of stuff today. Um, one thing we're probably going to do is we're going to be pushing the voicemails again. We don't have that many kind of like in the hopper. We've got like four. So I just want to remind you guys, get your voicemails in. If you if you like what we're talking about and you want to comment, give us a call. Um, also, we still have that contest going on where you call in and give us what it was, your, your, your ride or die, your, your, your tip for cleaning your car. Detailing, cleaning, anything related to that. And then chemical we'll, guys all day. Toothbrush. Thanks. <laughs> and then well, you, you've got some stuff you're going to give away, Jason. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. But hold on a second. I got the box right here. Okay. I dragged it up from my garage. I got some a Staybill ball cap and some 303 product stickers and sunglasses, but that's not the actual product. The product is, hold on a second, I'm going to clutter my desk. I got some 360 marine fuel treatment, the Staybill storage fuel treatment, uh, what is this? Uh, starting fluid from Staybill, and uh, 303 products, which I've been using a lot, speed detailer, and hold on. Oh, shit. Just and protectant, like, like kind of like a good armor alternative if you haven't used it before. I can't see you, so this is all very like sort of like Im- imagined with this noise. L- leather care, leather, leather. As he's, as he's Tonneau cover and convertible top cleaner. That's going to go to a special winner. Mm-hmm. What else do I have? I got a big old wad of 303 protectant, like what a can of wipes and uh, wipes, a bunch of other stuff big too. Wad, leather. So get your voicemails in. This is some good stuff. I've been actually using. Okay, it, it it's no secret that when when you get some free stuff, every now and then you sample a little little you know free stuff to give away. You sample some of it. You want to make sure that you're well, representing obviously. it well. That's it's some good stuff. I don't think I think they're quite underrated. In fact, 303 Products makes a new line of like car polishes and waxes, and it starts with a T. I can't remember exactly what it is, but um, it's good stuff. I'm gonna try to get some of that next time. But this stuff is up for grabs. And uh, it's always handy to have around. Yeah. Let's, so what, what did we say? We we ended end of July, right? Yeah. Well, I think we originally said yeah. June. <laughs> yeah, we're, but we're, you know we're, how that works. We're, uh, not, we're now that, running towards the end of July. That new product is called Trinova. And you know what they actually make, Chris? I just what? noticed this. I didn't notice it before. A coffee maker, cleaner, and descaler. Interesting. As well as stainless steel cleaner. What's a descaler? Gets all the, the, the crap the, out of your the, coffee. The, the, the lime scale build yeah. up. And, you're, giving all, you're giving all this away? This has been like five minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I'm going to work on that next. Oh. But uh, new car smell air freshener, scratch and swirl remover. They got some good stuff. I think if you go to trinova.com, you'll see it. Okay. Cool. But anyway, I got to give this stuff away because I'm tired of having it here in my garage. Otherwise, I'm going to start using it. Cool story, bro. <laughs> you want some? Manny, you got a convertible, uh, right? <laughs> no, he's got a, I, he's got a I've got a Volt. They don't, it doesn't even have a sunroof. No, you're not getting any of it anyway, so don't worry about it. Uh, fine. <laughs> let's let's segue into the 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 refreshed Camaro. Mm. I want to I want to talk about this. Mm. I saw it for the first time there at the show. Manny, you've seen one in seen, person. Seen a few of them. Yeah, I've seen one on the road. There's yeah. CTF cars running around yep, all yep. over the place. Yeah, they're here. everywhere. Um. I was right. You got to see it in person to really understand yeah. it. Mm. There's a, there's a turbo drive coming up. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about the turbo drive. So um, we actually so to kind of before I talk about that, I want to talk about this. Uh, last uh, weekend we were in Escoda uh, with Detroit Region SCCA uh, for autocross. Uh, it, it's at Wirt Smith Air Force Base. It used to be a B fifty two bomber plant. So. You know, you can imagine. Like, you know, it's like, huge. Yeah. Well, what also like what did what did the B fifty twos carry, or yeah. what were they? What could they carry? So that 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 place was like, you know, definitely had has some stories. Yeah. Now it's uh it's kind of like a salvage yard. Uh, for <sighs> there's a bunch of seven forty sevens there that are kind of being parted out and wow. refurbished into being cargo planes. Wow. There's a company up there that that's that that does it all. I, I forget, but. Kind of on the very north end, basically we uh, we go we go and we autocross and on on Saturday and Sunday, and GM shows up uh, with an official autocross team and a couple of the guys they do they do really well and they really bring the heat. 
So they had a, uh, a Corvette Z06. They had a Grand Sport. Um, they had a Z06 convertible. They had a ZL1 uh, with a 1LE wing. It was just kind of like thrown together there, which was really cool. And then they also had a Camaro, uh, 2019 Camaro 1LE turbo with a 2-liter with uh, ZL1 1LE wheels and tires really so, yeah so it was like three like 305 mm-hmm. like square you saw this thing just like beefy just oh yeah <laughs> this thing was a this little four-cylinder steamroller and uh <laughs> it it did great um and it, my friend uh neil if you're listening neil Britton, uh actually won the uh the event i think on saturday on overall index with a camaro turbo um kind of on again on an index uh beating all of these other cars uh you know even the guys with that had their vipers and their camaro uh sss and you know very various like performance cars there's porsches there and he uh yeah he he just he keeps championing the camaro turbo as a great performance car out of the box as as something that I don't even think, you know, the GM guys even looked at too much to be like, oh, this is really an amazing handler. And I remember going back to uh, SEMA, I think it was like two years ago, they had the Auto X concept. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was a Camaro Turbo uh, uh, based car. Oh, mm-hmm. Now, no, ba- based on the modifications on that car, no one, it's an unrealistic build. Um, just no, no one's going to do something like that and to throw it in such a competitive class that it would be put in. But the, you basically saw the interpretation of that car running around on, 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 on the autocross with that 2019 Camaro turbo one LE. It was freaking so cool. <laughs> like, um, so, so the, so the car runs, the car runs. It's a great, it's a great performance car. Um, and again, like out of the package, you don't really have to do anything to it, uh, the chassis just does it all like it's just there you 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 don't have to yeah you can fiddle with your wheels and your tires and your spring rate and your exhaust kit and whatever whatever but like if if you're really into just road performance road course performance that car is already there and that, and that of course says you know that's to say nothing of like what those cars can do at the drag strip you saw at camaro fest you were saying that there was a what a, a camaro turbo yep uh Jason, low 11s. running low 11s and that's mm-hmm. just that that's just another aspect that you know I would like to see, you know, a, a very drag focused Camaro kind of come out from the factory. I think that's core of the market. You kind of look at like what Dodge has been doing, and they've been able to gain market share while the segment has been shrinking. Uh, and you know that's with cars like Hellcat, with cars like Demon. Now they've got the uh, uh, what's it called the uh, the thirteen twenty edition challenger which is basically it's it's just naturally it's a naturally uh, aspirated hemi but it's running 11s as well and that's just uh, you know it rolls off the factory you don't have to you know order separate accessories and do all this extra legwork to assemble the car just you order it that's it Mm, you just do it where's the fun in that where's the fun in that sure but the point is is that you know, you look at the strategy that Chrysler has been doing, and it's been fairly successful as of late. Does FCA cover the cars' warranties? Warranties? Uh, that I don't know. Because um, I know, those, I know Chevrolet stands behind their cars. They, they stand behind their cars, and I, th- I think that's a great, uh, you know, that's a great selling point. Yeah. And just like how, how well validated all of the accessories are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and <laughs> I, so I guess I'll, I, I'm not. Not entirely sure on this. Uh, maybe someone can send you a voicemail yeah. if I'm if I'm wrong on this. But you know, I'm not I'm not sure if that powertrain um, warranty extends to other cars like mine. But can you imagine the phone call of being like, "Yeah, I was autocrossing a Volt <laughs> and it just had a catastrophic failure." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've seen it tons of times. Cars are um, how many times have we, we we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Jason? Yep. Car was um, on a track. And all of a sudden, boom! The airbags go off. Yep. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, you know the, it did that in the last gen too. Yes. Last gen Camaro. Last yep. gen, uh, there was a uh, an incident actually. It was a Detroit region event where the guy had a CTSV wagon and the airbags blew. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? 
Um, I've never, I've, you know, knock on wood, uh, I've been autocrossing my Volt for, for two seasons. I've got a 2017, um, and I was autocrossing a 2013 before that. Uh, they do surprisingly well. Um, just with the electric torque and everything, That's obviously. Crazy. Well, you know, it's you're you're kind of putting a bit of a handicap on yourself. The car is really not set up for something like it's. I'm competing with Civic Si, Fiesta ST, like yeah. cars built for this. I'm still beating them, and this is against like you know, <laughs> it. Th- these are against guys that have been doing this for years. And it's just you really gotta figure out how to drive around a lot of the complications that the cars give like throwing at you. It's not. It's 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 very counterintuitive to drive fast. Like for wow. example, I do it with a traction control on. Guys, don't you're not uh-huh. supposed to. It, it it doesn't seem like the faster way, but it is with that car because it's less confused. It 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 it's trying not to figure out what you're doing. It doesn't think that you're going to kill yourself. Right, and you don't want to pull a Mustang and take out the take out the crowd. Well, it's not it's not that. <laughs> it's that I would actually I would get um, the car would 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 suddenly uh, cut torque. And and I, oh. I would put my foot on the floor and I'd get nothing, 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 and then it would go, and that would be like you know I would lose, and then I would lose the event by like a a, a second or a half second. She's like that's where my time was, yep. and so just learning how to drive around that has been a real challenge. But I still stand by you know the idea of a performance uh, electric car or electric affordable performance electric car can be found in the Volt. It's just a matter of if GM wants to do it. I don't I I. Would rather like out of the box though, that Camaro Turbo. Um, I'm driving it uh, in August, and so there's oh, going to be a drive from yeah. Media Drive. Yeah, hopefully report back. Uh, nice. Kind of let you guys know how it goes. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think that it's a a really enticing offering um, from the get go. Uh, you know, otherwise, you know, I strategy as a whole for Camaro I still kind of has concerns i don't i would like to see that two liter engine come out of the factory with more pop um i drove an ats recently that had an exhaust kit on its two liter turbo engine and it sounded great and Mm. i'm just like that it just needs a little bit of you know awakening Mm -hmm. to make the car sound really good um and with i don't know how do, how do I put it? It's uh, as as an entry level car, you know, you you still want to see it like more affordable. It's not quite competing with the prices of say like a a, a GTI or a Fiat or a Focus ST, Fiesta mm-hmm. ST. What about a Mustang? Yeah. What about the Mustang EcoBoost? Uh, it's that that's more engine. You've got more engine. Yeah. Um, more power. It's just a bigger. Uh, you know, they they emphasize that a bit more. They emphasize, that engine is so good that they cut the V six. Huh. Uh, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. Out of it, so that's true. And and I know. And and uh, the interview that you had last week, Jason, with L, he said to pay attention to the entry level nineteen LS Camaro. Mm-hmm. He said they are going to come in surprisingly below Mustang and offer more car than 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 they have been. I with. just, I I kind of go back to Mopar. I think that they're doing a lot of things right. They're offering not one but two V8s. You know, you have a 5.3 liter. They'll they'll sell you more cylinders for the money than anybody else. And I think when you're looking at a muscle car, when you're looking at uh, this segment where it is, it's almost like a crocodile. It hasn't it 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 hasn't evolved too much, but it's <laughs> remained it's remained relevant. That's it's that's, remained, that's a good way to put it. That is a very good way of putting it. And the, you know, in the in the case of of being a crocodile, FCA is still using you know this Mercedes platform from the Daimler huh. days. It's true from the nineties, yeah, and kind of gotten away with murder with it. But I mean, if you look at the history of Camaro, I mean, how often did they re- did they really offer multiple versions of V8s? Uh, rarely, uh, but yeah. you know, still, it, it, the point is like, what if you, what if you could take that five point three? Leader yeah. from the trucks, just like how you know, just like how Dodge is doing it, mm-hmm. and and just bring it that much lower, completely decontented base level Camaro V8. Because I think when you're buying and when you're going for a, a V8 um, 
or when you're going for a pony car, you want a V8. You want to do everything you can to right, get get right. into the V8. You know, the V6 is a not taking anything away from it. It actually has a very different character than the than the uh, versus the V8, where it 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 has this sort of almost European exotic howl to it mm-hmm. when you get the exhaust kit with it. It, it sounds great. Um, so not taking anything away from it, but honestly, like l- l- let's look at core market. Let's look at core desire. Let's look at what we can we can do to to bring that all together. And I think core market core desire is like straight line speed v8 engine thunder of an exhaust hmm. you know and 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 cheap price because these are pony cars do you think there's still a market for the for a camaro to have a v6 yeah yeah for sure but it it's just a matter because there's always gonna be someone that like at least wants the look of one um but i really think that that's not core desire and that's not really like that's not the archetype of the market you know the archetype of the market is having a uh, a straight line speed V8 powered affordable car, and if one of those things are out of line, and that was the key right there, affordable. Yeah, yeah. The I, n- n- not not to it's, it's not really the fault of the automakers these days, where you have to deal with all of these, you know, not just like a- escalation of competition, but also the. Um, the regulations that you have to deal with, all this, active, all this active safety stuff, this all just gets baked into cost and therefore gets baked into price. And the consumer ultimately kind of gets, has to pay for it, gets priced out, goes used. And there's a, I mean, fifth gen is still, like, get a fifth gen 1LE for the money right now in the second hand. It's, it's hard to say no. I know. I mean, we talked about that. I mean, one of the best about a bang lot. for the buck. Yeah, Camaro's ever made was was that that one elite it was a fifth thir- gen three thousand thirty five hundred dollar. It was crazy. Package. It was like, yeah, yeah. Well, even still, like the uh, the one elite package now ain't that expensive. It's a little bit more expensive than it was. Mm-hmm. It's not that not that crazy, and you know, still, it's expensive now. Like now, especially now, it's expensive, and you 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 want to see. I I would like to see like something. You, you can't really move so much as an automaker, right? Because you're, you're, mm-hmm. you have to deal with regulation. You have to deal with the volatility of the market in the present day, which you really can't because you're constantly looking forward you know, several years into the future. So even if you, you, tried, to build, uh, a, you tried to build an assembly plant, you don't know, say you started now, it might be done eight years in the future. And you know, who's to say like you know, eight years, that's, that, that's that's say Trump gets a two-year term. That's past Trump's, you know, <laughs> eligibility. Mm-hmm. What happens after that? If your if your plant finally gets put up in America, and then suddenly the next person comes around and completely, you know, derails everything that 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 Trump was doing in terms of uh, trying to localize manufacturing and things like that. And that's that crystal ball you're talking about. You're yeah. always looking into the you, crystal you ball. You can't looking yep. straight ahead, trying to predict. Which way to go? And and, and now it's just it, it, it's rather uncertain. And so, uh, in in terms of just regulation, I wish that automakers could off. I'm I'm. This is an idea that I think. Uh, I I don't I don't know how to like put a put a name on it, but it was just like to put a legacy product, and uh, you say like you you have a model of a fifth gen mm-hmm. up there. It's like, why can't they sell a fifth gen camaro new anymore it's like you can buy it used it's totally legal you can drive it on the road it you know it might not pass all of these or even like or even an older car they let's, let's go with f-body mm-hmm. it's not going to pass a modern safety no like crash test it's not, not a pass, chance it's not going to pass anything it's why, one of the reasons why it died sure but you can still buy one you can still go buy one so like in, instead of having to deal with like, oh, this is the, f- you know, you're going to be the fifth owner of this thing and there's been a hundred thousand farts in the seat and, you know, there's cigarette burns and there's no warranty and who knows what the heck, you know, someone's done to this engine. Just everything is just, <laughs> instead of dealing with all that, you can, you know, someone is going to build that and sell that like new for, you know, a, a very, very affordable and, and and reasonable price and you have a warranty and it it's you're the first owner and it just it just makes 
it's not exactly going to like cut into like the new car market all that much. It's more going to, I think, compete with the used car market. And you know, m- maybe there's something I'm missing. Interesting concept. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think this concept, like in terms of just like offering legacy products, was like if you can buy a hoopty and you can drive <laughs> it and plate it mm-hmm. and and everything, you still got to go through all the run around to deal with it. Why can't automakers just be le- like like be approved? to sell and build and sell stuff like that's very affordable, very cheap because it's old. <laughs> that's really interesting. That'd be kind of a cool business model, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. But you, well, yeah, sure. But you're still, you're kind of turning yourself into an automaker where you have all this tooling, right? Right. You have all of this tooling that you have to leave around and, and facilitate yeah. and like, you know, where are you going to build this car that's going to take, like, are, are you, you're probably going to have to outsource it at that point. Uh-huh. Like, like what, what's that company that you can go and you can buy a brand new 69 Camaro? Oh, Dynacorn. Well, it, you can buy the, buy the, buy the body. Yeah. 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 And, the, and then you have, the to, frame, you, know, you have to, you have to do it basically all yourself. Well, it's all, uh, what's the one roadster shop where they, they yeah. have like off the shelf, um, pro touring frames. Mm. Yeah. And you can basically, you, you buy the, for like your restoration project, you yep. throw that in there. Yeah, put that together yourself. Then, how did we get here? I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't you know. know. You know, one thing I was thinking about earlier though is that I think the adoption rate of the turbo, the two liter turbo, is a lot slower than I was hoping it would be. I was hoping we see a lot more of, the, of those doing elevens at the drag strip. This not is surprised. The, this is the first time I've heard of it. I'm not surprised. I know. And a, and yeah. and maybe this has everything to do with marketing, because what. And a lot of the times in, in this, in the case of like Camaro Fest and things like that, mm-hmm. like we're kind of talking to ourselves. It's, we've 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 talked about this so many times. It's like, yeah, we know what we like. Yeah, we know what we like yeah. to see. But the rest of the world, we 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 need to figure out. And and, and I'm wondering if you know through social media and you know the 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 influencers and names uh, on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that, people in different markets. Maybe they introduce the car to, to different people that way. Mm-hmm. You know, having a commercial, yeah, I, I, I guess. But like, like not at you, GB, not these days, right. not for new customers. Yeah, right. That's but right. Like you, me, Jason. I mean, we. I mean, us promoting the car is like you know we already know yeah, about this car, and and the people listening mm-hmm. to this podcast definitely know about yeah. this car. Yeah. Like they love this car. I mean, there's I'm sure there's people tuning in right now who are interested in learning about Camaro too. Um, but still, I mean, for for the most part, we, we have a diehard audience mm-hmm. who are Camaro fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and and hang on, you know, all of our words here to to figure out what's going to happen next with Camaro. Uh, um, where does where does Chevrolet go to reach people that are on the outside that that are maybe not looking at Camaro? Well, they at least have to start. I haven't seen a lot of effort in trying to penetrate uh, the like the youth market, even like in terms of just like uh, what what is it now? Gen Z, Gen I, I don't know, kids these days. Millennials, a holes is what they are. <laughs> Tide Pod generation. You're right. Uh, so. Like they, they obviously they're compete. They're in competition with other entry level uh, products like um, GTI and well, even a little higher. Like you know, uh, uh, what's it called? The Subaru WRX and mm-hmm. WRX STI and things like that. Um, but it's like, can you really take this rear wheel drive, you know, coupe uh, with a two liter turbo and and compete against five door hatchbacks? Compete against sedans. That offer different practical, like, sure for the money. Maybe it's obviously going to be the prettiest, like, like the most rakish looking <laughs> yeah. car. But uh, you're also you just there's there's you go on Woodward and it's like everyone I was kind of a really early on, even before they could drive, like already like they know what they wanted to drive, yeah. right? And you know, it's like maybe you can compete with like. The 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 Toyo Baru, right? Like the Toyota eighty six, the the Subaru BRZ, and now coming forward, the Supra, which is coming mm-hmm. back, 
and it's going to have a two liter turbo engine and, and just so conveniently very easy to swap a two JZ, which is to me is code that it's going to be boring. Um, it's like, yeah, you can totally take that, that, that engine from the nineties and just drop it in there and it's going to be that much better. There you go. Uh, so, I mean, but no one, you're never going to catch a guy like Al Oppenheiser saying, Oh yeah, you can just LS swap your, your two liter Camaro turbo and it's going to be like more fun. It's like, no, no, no. no. I bet you he'd like to, though. But still, like, just for someone to say that is just like, it, it, it's almost like just complete lack of confidence in the product. Yeah, I don't know, really know why we're offering this two liter turbo other than utter compliance. <laughs> you know, it's like well, when they're when they're putting the, the they're putting two liter turbos in cars like S Class and Seven Series. They're selling them globally, and well, people are like, oh. I got a discussion on Facebook today. It was like, oh, yeah, but you look, I, I see all these cars everywhere. I was like, yeah, but have you checked the laws there? It's like there's a displacement law in China. There's displacement laws in Europe. And it, 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 it for no reason whatsoever, it's at two liters. Why is it a displacement mm-hmm. law? It should be an emissions law. Like you should, if you wanted to, right, if you're quote unquote serious about, yeah. you know, cover, like, like, like reducing emissions, it's not about your displacement. It's not about displacement. That's it's a phony metric. Like, why are you measuring mm-hmm. on that? It's it should be what's coming out of your tailpipe. So it's just like those laws. Those laws are stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> Especially when you go back and you see like your return on fuel economy on certain cars. It's like, you know, I've driven V8 engines where I've averaged in the like you know twenties. You know, I've averaged in the 20s, and it's the same as I've had with four-cylinder turbo cars. Yeah. It's like, are, are we really, are we really preventing or helping or saving anything here? I'm not sure. You know, maybe we need to go back and look at how the laws were written. Which isn't to say that's why they made a Camaro turbo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, do we want to talk about? The future Camaro? Do we want to talk about? Let's let's hit on a few. What do you think? Twenty nineteen Camaro. What do you think the future holds for Camaro? And then we're, then we're gonna wrap because I think electrification is it's kind of a which is a weird thing to say because at this point it like is it just it's so. Like, uh, now are we talking hybrid or are we talking pure electric? I don't know, and I don't know if that is even fitting for the Camaro name. Because you, you see what Chevrolet has been doing with these college kids, right? And the eco was eco car, eco yeah, car, yes. which is a really cool program. You know, I I, I I haven't seen any of those eco car Camaros, but several years back, I, I got to see uh, when they were working on Malibus. You got some brilliant minds. You like, do really just just throwing the kitchen sink at this stuff. It's such a cool program. And I love I love that GM is 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 pushing this, um, and I can see I can see the Camaro team doing the same thing in house. Oh geez, yeah, yeah. You know they've got these brilliant young minds that are coming into General Motors right now, and I can see them giving them a car and going, you know what? Show me what you got. What 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 the one that they that they built the open floor plans for and no one likes them that one those those young minds. <laughs> So anyway, I was really surprised to hear Al. I I guess not surprised, but yeah, I was actually surprised to hear Al mention electrification more than once. I think you have to in this in this time. It in, really, in, in when, age, when 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 fuel economy rollbacks are next week. I mean, when you when you have Mary Barra coming out and showing that we're going to be coming out with this many electric cars by this uh-huh. time. You know, in this yeah. year, and and you've got you've got you've got that message. That's one thing. Yep, you have the, the leadership. But what? Well, what's making the money? V eight trucks. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You, Still, this is all like everything is being subsidized by V eight trucks and SUVs. And this isn't going to be a business model. That's going to change anytime soon it didn't change in 2009 it didn't change in the 90s it's not going to change ford just ford right ford just canceled 
a lot of their uh, passenger mm-hmm. cars. Yep. And analysts were saying they were losing eight hundred million dollars a quarter on those cars. Crazy. Why? Why? Why can't? Why can't American companies make money on passenger cars? Is it a volume thing? Is it? Is it a profit margins thing? Like, is it like like per car? Is it? Is it somewhere in the middle? You know, I just realized, other than my car that is the garage queen, we haven't owned a car in many years. Who, you? Yeah. Don't you have a Corvette? That's the garage queen, other than the garage other than the, queen. Or the, you just drive the, that car? No, what I'm saying is, is that other than that, we've always had SUVs, or CUVs. Oh, oh, car, uh, like a car car. Car, 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 yeah. Passenger yeah. car. Like, other... Other than a pleasure vehicle, we've had the last the last regular car sedan that we had was my wife's Malibu, and then we got an Equinox, and now she has a Buick Encore. And there's been ten plus years. Oh, that that's another reason I love my Volt, and I know this is a Camaro show, and I know I've mentioned this car a couple no, times. We talk already. about everything though. Yeah, but uh, it it's got a hatchback. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. I think it offers the best of both worlds in terms of propulsion systems. If mm-hmm. you have to use the gas network, you can, and yep. there's plenty of it. And there's no stopping me from going all the way to San Diego with just filling stations. Yep. Right? I I don't have to hunt for for charging, charging stations, yeah. Which I've done before and with a Chevy Bolt EV just driving to Columbus, that was a nightmare. Was it? It went from I what would have been a like I, I I drove down to uh, Brewdog in Columbus, sure, which is just outside, just outside, and then back up. And what would have been you know nine ten hour day trip with a gas car, it took me sixteen hours. I was driving all night because I was constantly like looking for charging stations, plugging in. <laughs> well, it's the plugging in and the waiting, and yeah. then I got stuck in some traffic, but mostly it was plugging in and waiting. But that that's the thing is like I can I plug in at home. Right? Right. And then if I'm going on a road trip, use my use my gas tank. Uh I think my car looks really good. It's very aerodynamically proficient. It mm-hmm. has the utility of an like storage utility of an SUV. I've I've fit so much furniture in that in the back <laughs> of that car. Like like well in a in boxes, right? Sure, like sure. like pre assembled. Yeah. Settlemeyer fit a grandfather clock in a fourth gen Camaro. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was I it was either Settlemeyer or a story that Settlemeyer told me about somebody else who did it, but I'm pretty sure it was him. Wow. I could see that. Yeah. It's them clamshells, man. Yeah. The mm-hmm. the liftbacks. They're yeah. like why did we ever get away from that? They're great. I remember I mean I've talked on the show many times from from having a vault for three years. Mm-hmm. I miss that car. I really do. I hope I re- you get another one. I, I really do. And I remember going to an event in Las Vegas. We were we were we were on our way to the to a drag strip in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. And I was talking with a few automotive journalists, and they're like, well, "What do you drive?" I said, "Well, I have a, a ZL1, and I also have a Volt." They're like, "Sounds like you're having an identity crisis." <laughs> no, said, you're I, just, you're actually very confident and secure in in in, in who you are. Yeah. There's nothing the the Volt it makes all the sense in the world. It's it's the best everyday car you can you can have. Yeah. But going back to the like the clamshell style, the hatchbacks, uh, the liftbacks. Um, if seventh gen Camaro can really offer anything ahead of 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 the sixth gen, sure. Try to get try to bring back that liftback. Like if you're gonna compete with these entry level uh, cars that offer a lot of utility, yeah, you need that. You, Go back to the hatchback. You have to have it, huh. because it's just like because that that that's the thing is like if anyone that's ever driven a GTI knows that that car is absolutely perfect. It drives great. It has just enough power. It has five doors, and it looks good. Balance. It's very balanced for what you get for the money. It's amazing, and if you're gonna compete. Because basically, sometimes you're not just looking at vehicle segments; you're looking at how much money you have in your wallet and mm-hmm. how cool of a car you can yeah. buy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, if you're going to compete with a car like that, you need to have utility, and things like all-wheel drive and things like a liftback are going to help that. 
big time. Hmm. Interesting. And, yeah, definitely interesting. And, and I, I also think that that's an easier step uh, uh, for the Camaro name than, say, going hybrid or electric. If you listen to some people, the most important thing about a Camaro coming back would be T-tops. <laughs> well, you're not yeah, gonna, I mean, yeah, if you can bring back a hatchback, I mean, you can bring back the I'm sure you guys hear that a lot. Um, oh, my God. Hands off. I'm, I love T-tops. Oh, my God. T-tops. I love T-tops. I, yeah, but it's a flat personally, game, so personally, it matter. I've had cars with T-tops. I mean, I had two fourth chuns with T-tops. Or you could do the way the Corvette does it and just have the whole panel. Oh, the whole, the the whole, whole target panel. Yeah. Yeah, but that wouldn't be T Top. Cool. T Top is American really with used a fat, big car. Well, excuse me, but I think T Top stands for Target Top, and that's exactly what that is. Mm. No, no, no. It makes a T shape. That's what it is with a fat, <laughs> big car. <laughs> but man, we're 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 we are at our limit here for the show. But I know. We, but, you know, we, we can make a, a show run two hours longer. Yeah, up to speed you with know, GM Authority. I want to. I want to. Thank Manny for for coming into the show. Um, give all your your information on how people can um, check out your 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 blog and, and on the site. So all the Camaro enthusiasts out there, you can always go visit uh, gmauthority.com. We are the most read GM enthusiast uh, website out there. We reference it every week and well, uh, quite a bit. Yeah, you know, it it took us a while, but we're we're on the top of the heap right now, and we don't plan on leaving anytime soon. It's awesome. That's great. And uh, speaking of next week's episode, well, well, what we should do in the future next time is start with zero beers and start <laughs> drinking them and record and just go for like three or four hours because that's almost what we've done. I'm looking at the clock now. We started at uh, 7.15 my time. It's 9.31 now. <laughs> but we should, you know, we should have like the longest podcast ever. Do it live. F it. We'll do it do live. live. Yeah. And, uh, I'm 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 cool with that. I can yeah. I can go I can go long. I can go four we hours. We should do that. We should do, we should do something live like non like like an, a marathon beer drinking car talking session we until a, we get. We could do a YouTube Facebook thing. Yeah, it would be not hard at all. That would be real. And we would have cool. a real instant. We got to get a real like big guest. Like, hey Al, you're listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know Al would be up for it. Yeah. All right. We, but we, we are going to be back the beer. next week and. And one of the things I learned just uh, uh, just before we did the show here that I'm going to give the answer to next week is how much does it cost to overnight a Camaro-sized car from L.A. to New York? Camaro-sized. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not Camaro done, exactly, just Camaro-sized. Well, because it wasn't done with a Camaro, but it was done with a car that is sized like a Camaro and weighted like a Camaro. So wow. how much would it cost to Mustang? overnight one? Wow. That, how much, in dollars, in U.S. dollars. $20. A lot of freaking money. Two dollars, no, ten dollars. Well, hmm. I mean, are we talking FedEx here? Are we? (laughs) We're just talking overnighting. Over, over, and wow. How would you do it? And how much would it cost? Uh, see what reliable will. will. Yeah. Ah, can they do it overnight though? That's all. That's they know. They they know what they're doing. They actually. So, so, so to do that, they would tune in next week for the answer. (laughs) No, what were you reliable so like they'll um they'll carry like whatever you need like you know cars that specialize in that stuff um and they'll fly extra drivers at a relay point like they'll they'll at like the nearest airport and then they'll get they'll find the way like to the interstate and then meet the drivers uh who were basically driving for 11 hours and then they just swap and they swap and they just keep going wow yeah dang yeah that's crazy. Well, it's, but it's a forty-one hour drive. Yeah, so you basically have what three, four different s- drivers. But we're talking overnight. Like it leaves one day, it's there the next. So it's within oh, so it's on a plane. Hour, within so twenty-four plane. hours. Okay. Yeah, you're putting on a plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much would it cost? <sighs> Lots of money. As much as the car. Twenty-five thousand dollars. That's gonna be my guess, but we'll find out next week. We will find out next week. Um, one other thing we uh, wanted to mention before we before we end the show. Yeah. Uh, we lost a dear member. Yeah. Uh, of our community. What was it, four years ago? Four years ago, the day that this episode is released. Uh, Firehawk Jen, we talked about her a lot. Um, she was just awesome. I mean, we met her so many times in Florida. Texas. And we hung out with her. I, Val and I hung out with her in Austin when she moved to Austin. I remember her picking us up in in her Firehawk. And, in Atlanta. 
in Atlanta and in, yeah. in Florida. Yeah, that's just weird. She moved around and we kind of visited her for car stuff. Yeah. Um, long time member, you know, CamaroZ28.com. And uh, we lost her uh, four years ago. So we just we just wanted to acknowledge that. We it seems like Jen. it was a lot longer than that. Yeah. Um, she, she, she was just, uh, she was just great. Jennifer Reed was her name, but she went by Firehawk Jen. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Well, that's it. Um, we'll be back at you next week. Uh, get your voicemails in and, uh, we'll see you then. Hey, thanks Manny for joining us. Anytime guys. I love being here. Yeah. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Camaro show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See ya! Yeah.